So I would like to quickly focus on the hippo pathway signaling. Uh, we, we, we did this with Dr. Alba Dewey the other week and I'm really gonna go through this. So we don't need to know too much about the upstream signaling regulator molecules such as Kerber, Merlin or MER, FRMD6 and AMOT, but I'll briefly talk about them. So these are those ones that I've just mentioned are found in the apical layer. And the reason that I'm mentioning this is because we also talked a bit about EMT, which is our epithelial to mesenchymal transition, which was basically the acquisition of you know phenotypic traits that are typical of stem cells but it was therefore actually translated into cancer cells having sort of stem cell like behavior which isn't ideal as you can probably imagine considering that stem cells are able to self-renew and also differentiate into whatever else it wants to do and they're super migratory so this makes for a perfect recipe for metastasis not really ideal if we're trying to keep cancer not malignant um, but that's that's something that we can talk about a bit later. So yeah, just really quickly then, instead of saying it's in a fancy way, EMT is resulting in the loss of apical and basal cell polarity and um, also the loss of cell adhesion molecules. And this is what's really mediating um, the metastatic dissemination of cancer cells. So just to continue on that, cell polarity is an extremely crucial regulator of hippopathway signaling within the epithelial cells. I mean, there are three major signaling modules that are found within this. And so we'll start with the, the crumbs complex, CRB complex, which is found to localize within the apical domain. Another reason that this is important, because if you go through the slides, we actually talked about how in early development, sorry about that, in early development, we have these you know, cells that are only having a basal layer. Um, and so that's why actually there's no hippo signaling within them. So even if you were unable to just remember that fact, if you remember all of this stuff about cell polarity and how the fact that, you know, the, the crumbs complex isn't actually within the basal layer, it's found within the apical domain. That's another reason to remember, okay, uh, hippo pathway mustn't be able to function, right? Because there's no apical um, domain found in early early developmental cells. So, yep, the cr the crumbs complex is found within the apical domain, and it is this large transmembrane protein that complexes with several different adapter proteins like PALS one and two, MUP, and also AMOT. And in the diagram that Dr. Albedui or Albedui shows us, we can see at least AMOT, which is also known as angiomotin. The second complex out of the three of these um, modules I said was important in the regulation of the hippo pathway by cell polarity is going to be um, atypical protein kinase C with association of various proteins such as uh, PAR3 and the PAR6 PDZ binding protein. Then we have our final module, which is the scribble module. It localizes at the basolateral. So this is actually found within the basal uh, within the, the, the basal domain of the epithelial cells. But remember, we need all three of these modules to allow for proper functioning of the of the hippo pathway. So they all work together to allow for uh, you know regulation of the hippo pathway by utilizing cell polarity differences. And so, you know, we also can see in that diagram uh, the protein Kibra and uh, FRMD6. Um, what else do I want to say about this? These are these are potent upstream regulators of the hippo pathway that are also lo localizing at the apical membrane of the epithelial cells. So, you know, it is really this this localization of MST1, MST2, the crumbs complexes, Mer, Kibra, and AMOT proteins like AMOT. 
AMOT L1 and AMOT L2, which are all um, uh, localizing within the apical the apical domains. So really, really, really important to remember that cells in the early development do not have apical domains. They only have the basal domains. And as long as you can remember that, then it's super easy to remember that cell polarity plays a huge role in regulation of the hippo pathway. So um, now I can continue with the rest of the actual pathway. That was just a little bit about the, the importance of the up, the upstream regulators of the pathway. So, um, once we have activation, then from we have this activation signal from the upstream signaling uh, molecules that I've just talked about, they're going to activate MST1 and MST2, which is in association with this, um, this regulator protein known as Salvador, otherwise known as SAV1. And so this um, will result in phosphorylation of both the kinase and that regulatory molecule. This is therefore going to result in activation of the MOB family of proteins, um, which will result in uh, activation of LATs. And LATs 1 and 2 are kinases, and so we have phosphorylation of LATs 1 and 2 and of the MOB family of proteins, which allows them to complex to form this LATs 1, 2, MOB 1 um, complex, um, which are both phosphorylated. And this is going to result in the phosphorylation of YAP and TAS. And so Yap and TAS is this uh, co-transcriptional co factor activator. And um, remember that Yap is actually um, an oncogenic protein, so it's stimulating, or usually it's supposed to stimulate cell cycle progression and so ultimately cell proliferation. But once it's been phosphorylated by LATS1 and 2, which remember are kinases, it's going to result in the cytoplasmic retention of Yap TAS. And so this retention retention is actually going to be stabilized by the binding of YAP, the phosphorylated YAP-TAS complex with the 1433 proteins. Or it can actually undergo cytoplasmic degradation. And as with all other things that undergo cytoplasmic degradation, this is being mediated by the ubiquitin proteasomal system. So we'll have the, um, first of all, that cytoplasmic um, retention, right? So it's not able to localize within the nucleus. And once it's in the cytoplasm, it can actually be phosphorylated, um, uh, or it's already been phosphorylated, sorry, by LATS1 and 2. And these phosphorylations, which are found now on the YAP and TAS, act as these kind of binding scaffold domains for um, our E3 ubiquitin ligases. And so this is known, this particular uh, ubiquitin ligase that will be acting on the YAP, the phosphorylated YAP-TAS, um, is known as casein kinase 1 epsilon or casein kinase 1 delta. And this phosphorylation will obviously allow for, um, uh, like I said, the, activ the, activ the activity of the um, E3 ubiquitin ligase, uh, casein kinase 1 delta and casein kinase 1 epsilon, and naturally it's going to polyubiquitinate it, and as all polyubiquitinations do, it will result in the um, uh, polyubiquitin proteasomal degradation. And that's that's basically it. So if all of that happens, if we have the results in um, YAP and TAS, which are going to be you know, retained within the cytoplasm by those 1433 proteins, or it undergoes that um, uh, cytoplasmic degradation by the proteasomal system that I've just described, um, then the, the hippopathway is actually turned on. And when it's turned on, 
um, we don't have cell growth or organ growth or tissue growth or, you know, organism growth overall. Um, and you might be thinking, well, how does that work? I thought the hippo pathway was turned on. The hippo pathway is turned on, um, but it's actually... It is turned on, right? Because all of the other upstream proteins and kinases that I've described in this kinase cascade are functioning. It's just that the end product in this case isn't a nuclear expression of anything. Um, however, if we want to turn the pathway off, this is when um, none of those kinases are active. So we don't have MST1 activation phosphorylating the MOB proteins and the LATS1 and 2. And so we don't have the complex of LATS1 and 2 in MOB1 phosphorylation. And so we don't have the phosphorylation of YAP and TAS. And so without the phosphorylation of YAP and TAS, YAP and TAS is able to translocate and have that localization within the nucleus. And here it can actually bind to um, the, the T domain and also things like SMAD and ultimately allow for increased gene expression of um, proteins that will drive the cell cycle. So for example, cyclin E or um, Bantam or the inhibitor of apoptosis. And so all of these examples that I've just given you are proteins um, which are involved in allowing cell survival and inhibiting apoptosis. And overall, this will, this will mediate that cell proliferation. And this is why it's super useful in, in organ tissue and organism growth, but also it's super useful to be utilized in terms of cancers and mediating tumor genesis. Um, so that's really easy. That's the Yap and Taz hippo signaling pathway.